Okay, so we are working our way through the Yud Gimel Ikri Emuna, the 13 principles of faith. And we are holding this week, we're going to talk about the ninth, the, um, the Iker Hachi'i or the Yisaid Hachi'i, the ninth foundation of Emuna, the way the Rambam codifies them. Um, in very short, the first five were devoted to Hashem himself, uh, the oneness of Hashem and the, the, the existence of Hashem. And Hashem is nobody, and Hashem is uh, the first entity and forever. And that Hashem is the only one worth uh, to be served. Um, and then we had the two that were focused on Nevuah. We talked about the concept of Nevuah, the concept of prophecy. And then um, number seven was the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu being on a whole different level of prophecy than any other prophet that we've had. Last week, we talked about the eighth um, foundation, and that was the concept of Torah min hashamayim, that Torah is from heaven, that every word of Torah is from heaven, um, the five books of Moshe, as well as the oral tradition, Torah Shabbatah, and that was last week's discussion, again was the Iker Hashmini, the eighth foundation, and that was that Torah is from heaven. And that brings us to today's discussion, which is the concept of the everlasting nature of Torah, and that Torah is not changeable. Hashem gives us in the Torah 613 mitzvahs. The Rambam says that this, again, ninth principle of faith is that, and I'll read some words that he says, Torah This Torah that Moshe gives us is directly from Hashem. We don't have the ability to add to the Torah. We don't have the ability to take away from the Torah. We can't change or add to any part of the Torah. It's a pasuk in the Chumash Devarim where it says a clear mitzvah, a clear statement or commandment in the Torah that there cannot be any additions or any amendments or any changes in the Torah. That, says Rambam, is the ninth foundation of our faith, which, just by saying that, that was one of the basics, uh, that's one of the basic reasons why you didn't reject any other religion, for example, Christianity, that at least initially claimed that it was a continuation of the Torah, and in fact there are some that still do today. Um, even if you look into any, uh, any uh, Bible, printed uh, non-Jewish Bible, so you have the beginning is the first the five books of Moshe and the Nevi'im, and then there's additions. But those additions ultimately come to change what the Torah said, because a uh, Christian today doesn't believe that you have to fulfill the 613 mitzvahs in the Torah, because at some point in their prophecies, they, um, you know, they made amendments. And here's where Rambam is telling us that this is a very foundational principle in the Torah, that there cannot ever be a change in Torah. The mitzvahs that Hashem said, the mitzvahs I say, the positive commandments, the mitzvahs I say, the negative commandments, the basic explanation of Torah Shabal Pet to the mitzvahs, these are things that are totally unchangeable. That is the ninth principle. Um, and in fact, in his forum, the Rambam deals with the uh, great question, what about rabbinic um, law. What about the mitzvahs de Rabbana? How does that fit into this? If the Torah can't be changed and you can't add or subtract from the Torah, so how could the Chachamim have added certain mitzvahs? Now, you have certain uh, rabbinic law which is just there uh, to see to it uh, like precautionary measures. 
chumras, like don't do something in order not to do an avera, um, or do something to make sure that you do a mitzvah. So that's not a problem because that is clearly just a precautionary measure to a terror mitzvah. But then you have certain um, rabbinic mitzvahs, for example, the mitzvah of uh, Hanukkah or Purim that we just celebrated. That's rabbinic. Their rabbanon came and they designated a day and they said certain things we have to do on that day. Or the mitzvah of Shabbos candles Friday night. Um, or the mitzvah of washing Natilas Yadayim. These are rabbinic mitzvahs. Rabbin mitzvahs with So the Rambam himself asks, how could the rabbanon, how could the rabbanim, the sages, how could they have instituted certain practices, certain mitzvahs that we do, why is that not a problem with adding or subtracting from the Torah? And the Rambam explains, well, obviously it's not subtracting, because they didn't, they never said there's something the Torah says we shouldn't do, um, but it's also not adding, because the Rabbanon never said, well, now there's 614 mitzvahs, or now there's 615 mitzvahs. They never looked at a mitzvah that they added that that became a Torah commandment. Rather, the Rabbanon say, there is only 613 mitzvahs. But rabbinically, for a certain reason, we made an institution that you should do something. And that alone is something that the Torah says, that we should listen to the words of our sages. The the Pasuk says in Pasha Shaftim that you should, you should have your judges, you should have the Sanhedrin, and you should listen to what they say. But never that they create a new mitzvah. The Rambam is very strong about that. If a Chacham or a Navi, as great as a Navi would be, would rise up and say, um, Hashem commanded me a 614th mitzvah. From now on, one has to do something else, and this becomes number 614 or 615. So Rambam is very vehement and very clear about that, that this is a Navi Sheker, that we, we have no allegiance to that person whatsoever. We don't respect that person, because this is a basic rule, a basic klal in our Torah, Hashem gave us the Torah the way it is. Nothing in the Torah is ever exchanged and never changed. No mitzvahs added and nothing subtracted. So that is, in short, this ninth principle. I'm just going to unmute myself for a moment to make sure that there's still other people on the line here with me. All participants are unmuted. Right, you're there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Talking to myself gets a little monotonous. Okay. So here we go. Um, All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Okay. So here we have a very interesting discussion that other great commentators asked and um, and differed on this principle of the Rambam. Um, I've mentioned in the past a great sefer called Sefer Ha'ikrim, the book of the principles written by a Rabbi Yosef Albo, who lived uh, many hundreds of years ago, um, and he wrote a sefer also on the principles of faith and largely based on the works of the Rambam. But in this particular principle, he says he says he doesn't understand. He says he doesn't understand why the Rambam sees this as such a foundation, such a principle that that mitzvahs can't change. That Hashem can't add or subtract a mitzvah. And he says, he says logically, the mitzvahs are there for us to be better people and holier people and finer people. Why can't it be that at some period of time, Hashem looks at us and says, you know what? Now our needs have changed and therefore we need a different mitzvah in order to help us. 
or perhaps a certain mitzvah is not applicable anymore because we don't need that anymore. And he says, he gives an example. He says, just like if you have a doctor and the doctor prescribes a medicine and a medication and a, a system, something for a certain person's health. But after the person changes, for whatever reason, for the better, or for whatever reason the person changes, his needs change, the doctor can come in and say, you know what? What I prescribed last week was wonderful for the person the way he was or she was at the time, but now it changes. So Rabbi Yosef Albo, in his Sefer Ikrim, he says he doesn't understand why the Rambam is so strong about this, that the 613 remain forever. Hashem can never decide to take one off, and Hashem will never decide to add one. Says Rabbi Yosef Albo, I don't know if Hashem will or won't, but why is it so impossible? Why is it heretical, according to the Rambam, to think that Hashem might, with time, change a mitzvah, add a mitzvah, subtract a mitzvah, based on the needs of the time and based on the development of people throughout the ages? And that's a very interesting, a very insightful question that Rabbi Yosef Albo asks on this Rambam. Um, and furthermore, he says, not only is it a theoretical question, but he says, it seems that in the Torah itself we've seen that. Because, um, he says, for example, initially, when Hashem creates Adam and Chava, the only thing that He allows them to eat is that which grows from the ground. That which grows from the ground, Adam and Chava and their descendants were not allowed, according to the Torah, to eat meat, to eat anything alive. And then we have the Mabel. And after the Mabel, Hashem tells them that now they could eat um, any living uh, being as well. They could, in other words, any animals, animals, fish, birds, became permissible for them to eat. Then, when Klal Yisrael received the Torah, Hashem said, certain animals you can eat and certain animals you can't eat. Certain fish you could, certain fish you can't. Says Rabbi Yosef Albo, don't we see from here itself that Hashem does, so to speak, is flexible with His commandments. Initially, we were not allowed to eat anything, any meat. Then we could eat meat. Then we could only eat kosher meat, depending on the person, depending on the situation. Says Rabbi Sefalbo. So he says it's rational, it's logical that Hashem should be able to add or subtract mitzvahs as he sees fit based on the needs of man. Why then does Rambam say that it can't happen and it's a foundation of our belief that it can't happen? That is the challenge of this Rabbi Yosef Albo, Sefer Ikrim, to this ninth principle of the Rambam. All participants are unmuted. Okay. Um, any thoughts, questions, comments? We're good. Okay. So, so what's the answer? What's the answer to his question? And how do we understand this Yisoyed, why it is Takeh, why does Rambam say, why is it so accepted that no, there won't be any change to Torah Mitzvahs. So, so Hasidus talks a lot about this concept, and I want to just give over one idea, in, in short at least. And he says, really the question at hand over here is a very philosophical and important question in understanding what Torah and mitzvahs, what's the essence behind mitzvahs and behind Torah? Behind Torah, because there are there's there is a 
there is a school of thought, there is a way of thinking, that mitzvahs are there for people. In other words, Hashem wants to make us better people, more refined people, holier people, more selfless people, and therefore He gives us mitzvahs that those mitzvahs refine us, and those mitzvahs help us, and those mitzvahs make us better and closer to Hashem, etc., etc. So then, the mitzvah is there for the people. The mitzvah is there for B'nai Yisrael, or for the people, in order to help us grow. And there are statements of Chazal, there are statements of Medrashim, that seem to support this. That the purpose and the goal, the essence of mitzvahs is there for people to make them better and to make them finer and make them holier. That is one approach to understand what is behind mitzvahs. There is another way of understanding mitzvahs. And that is that mitzvahs are the essential ratzin of Hashem. Way before man, way before people, way before people's failings and weaknesses and strengths and people's needs to grow and so on and so forth, a mitzvah is ratzin ha'elyin. It's Hashem's desire, Hashem's will. Hashem wanted these things done. It preceded the world, it's beyond the world, it's before man, above man, it's Hashem's will. And a mitzvah is our ability to connect to that sublime, essential will of Hashem. Which of these two approaches are correct? What are mitzvahs? Are mitzvahs essentially there for us? Are they like guides and instructions for us to be better people? Or are mitzvahs the essential will of Hashem beyond people and beyond the world altogether? Says Hasidus, which one of these is true? Both. They're both true. First and foremost, the mitzvah is the Ratzon Hashem. It's the will of Hashem, and the mitzvahs were there before the world was there, and before man was there, before creation was there. It's an expression of Hashem's deepest desire, and Hashem's want, way beyond anything we can fathom or really understand. Those same mitzvahs then are brought into this world, and they become our guides, and those uh, mediums and those instructions that help us be better and, and, and more refined and holier and, and, and good people. But that's all part two of what a mitzvah really is. It, that's not where it began. That's not the essence of the mitzvah. So the Rebbe says, once we understand that, we understand why the Rambam said what he said and what's the answer to the question of Rabbi Yosef Albo. Rabbi Yosef Albo, in his Sefer Ikrim, he was looking at mitzvahs just based on the part two of mitzvahs. That mitzvahs are there to guide men. Mitzvahs are there to perfect men, to make us better and holier. And therefore he says, well, if mitzvahs are there for us, so then, just like we change, and with time we change, so it makes sense that Hashem could adjust the mitzvahs to fit better the need of man at that time. After all, mitzvahs are for man. And that's why his metaphor was excellent about a doctor. A doctor has certain medicines, the medicines are there for the patient. So when the patient's um, state of being changes, so you have to change the medication, because the medication is there only for and because of the patient's situation. Change the situation, then then the medicine has to change as well. So therefore, Rabbi Yosef Albo, of course, he was not wrong. He was focusing on one aspect, one angle of the mitzvahs. The aspect of the mitzvahs that they're there 
for our growth and in order to teach us and guide us and, and help us grow. And therefore, he argued and said, why doesn't it make sense that as we change, mitzvahs will change as well? And yet the Rambam... Yes. Can I just ask, um, is the faulty thinking there that it kind of like a slippery slope that therefore we would then decide how mitzvahs change? No, so I, so I, 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 I hear you. Well, clearly, that could be a, a problem, and then you have people to do that. But Rabbi Yosef Alba wasn't coming from that perspective at all. Rabbi Yosef Alba was a, what was a tzaddik and a, whole, a from Yid who never would suggest that we should change mitzvahs. His point was, why is it wrong to think that Hashem will change a mitzvah? Notice, he was coming from that perspective. Of course, he would never say that we would sit down one day and say a mitzvah should change. Again, Rabbi Yosef Alba was a tzaddik. His works are accepted by Klal Yisrael. But, so he was looking at mitzvahs. Of course, it's God-made. And of course, we can never tamper with it on our own. But why is Rambam so insistent, he asked, that Hashem will never change a mitzvah? Like a Navi, Hashem sends a Navi, and he's a real Navi, and he's a big tzaddik, and he says, you know what, guys? This one is not important anymore. I have another one. So you know, you're you're saying something which is correct that that's dangerous because you never know who's going to say what, which is true. But but Rivesivalbo wasn't. He was asking more than philosophically. What would be wrong if Hashem would say people it really changed? It's time to minus one and add another one. So that's what he's saying. And the Rebbe says if he makes sense, coming from the perspective that mitzvahs are Hashem's med- medication, if you will, for us. It's Hashem's instruction guide for us. Then, yeah, sometimes you know we, the instructions have to be tweaked because you know we've grown, we're, we're better. We don't need that instruction anymore. Says the Rebbe, but Hasidus comes down over here on the side of the Rambam and says, "You would be right, Rabbi Yosef Alboff. That would be all. If that would be the essence of what mitzvahs are, but really, what you're talking about is only the secondary aspect in mitzvahs." The mitzvahs, the MS, are way above people and way above the world. They're the Ratzon Atzmi, the essential Ratzon of Hashem. And just like Hashem is unchangeable, because Hashem is not there for anyone or for anything, so his mitzvahs, which are an expression of his deepest being, they're also unchangeable because they're part of him. He doesn't change because he's not prone to any change, because he's not there for anyone else or anything else. So therefore, all the changes of this world will never change Hashem. And all the changes of how we are as people won't change Hashem's real and deepest ratzin, his real and deepest desire. Says the Rebbe, once we understand that, we can also understand the answer to his proofs. Because he had brought some proofs um, for his position. If you recall, I said a few minutes ago, he says, listen, before Matan Torah, there was changes. There was a time when we could not eat meat, and then there's a time that we could eat meat, and then we could eat non-kosher meat, and then it has to be kosher meat. Says Rabbi Yosef Albu, see, I mean, we see that Hashem changes His commandments of us. Says Chasidus, yeah, of course you're right. That's until Matan Torah. Because until Matan Torah, the essence of Hashem's Ratzin was really not revealed in this world. The mitzvahs that Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov did, or that Adam and Chava and Noyach did, those were mitzvahs that were there only as guides for the people. Because that secondary aspect of mitzvahs, which is Hashem gives us instructions how to guide ourselves and how to live properly, that's the type of mitzvahs that was performed in this world before the Torah was given. 
And therefore, until the Torah was given, Hashem says, you know what? Until Noah's time, the people were at one place, afterwards a different place, and then it wasn't a problem, because that was before the 613 mitzvahs, the way they were revealed by Harsinai. But at Harsinai, when Hashem himself comes down from heaven, and Hashem invests his very essence into the Torah and mitzvahs, and Hashem says, Anoichi Hashem Alikecha, now everything changes. Now the mitzvahs aren't only guides, and, and, and help and helpers for us in order that we know how to act, now the mitzvahs are an expression of the innermost Ratzen Hashem, and therefore, Rambam says, and this becomes that foundation and the accepted by all Klal Yisrael, that the mitzvahs taket will never change in any form, just as Hashem himself doesn't change, because these are an expression of who Hashem really is. So, I mean, I think I've been clear, but just to make sure that I'm clear about this, of course, mitzvahs also have the secondary aspect. Mitzvahs do help us, and mitzvahs do help us grow and do perfect us. Yet, that's not the essence of what a mitzvah is. The essence is, it's the Ratzin, it's an expression of the Ratzin Hashem, and that's where the unchangeable nature of mitzvahs comes from. So that's as far as that idea. Um, I want to quickly address two more ideas. And that is, in relating to this concept of mitzvahs not changing, um, and that the question arises, what about when Mashiach comes? Um, and this is something that a lot has been written about, and it's, you know, it's a, a, lot, a lot of uh, books are written on the subject. I just want to give over two thoughts on the question about what's post-Mashiach. We're so hopeful that Mashiach is not Mashiach any day, and all these crazy things going on in the world are only heralding his coming. So we talk about, um, there is different statements in the Gemara that would indicate some level of change as far as mitzvahs are concerned when Mashiach will come. And again, this is something that really needs a much uh, broader study, but I just want to, just a couple of, a couple of points. There is a Pasuk that says, Torah Chadosha Me'iti Tetzei. A new Torah will come forth from me. And that is understood as referring to the times of Mashiach. That in the times of Mashiach, there will be new Torah coming forth from Hashem. So if there's a new Torah, doesn't that suggest change? Doesn't that suggest something new and something different? So the way the Rebbe explains this is not that there will be a new Torah. There won't be a new Matan Torah, and there won't be no new Luchais, and there won't be new Mitzvahs. The newness of Torah will be that we'll have a much greater, much, much greater understanding of the secrets behind the Torah. In other words, whereas till now we understand as much as we understand, but the Torah being that it's Hashem's wisdom, and therefore it's infinite, just like Hashem is infinite, so there's always deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So Torah Chadasha Mititetze means the secrets of the Torah, the Seydes HaTorah that will come out then will be so much greater than anything that we can fathom nowadays. And really Rambam writes about this. He says that when Mashiach comes, the Esek Kol HaOlam Kulei, the involvement of everyone will be Ladas as Hashem Bilvad to know Hashem. 
And therefore the Rambam says, You Yisrael, Yoidim Dvarim Hastumim, Masigim Das Bayram, will know things that are totally hidden nowadays and will be able to understand the ways of Hashem in such a deeper way. And that's what it means. So not that Hashem is going to give us a new Torah. This is the same old Torah. We're not getting a new one. It's the same Torah. But we will be privileged and we'll be, pri- uh, or how do you say, pri- uh, um, we'll be able to reach um, and plumb depths of the Torah that till now were, ever, were never ever understood to us at all. So again, and so the, the operating idea here is not, not new in a sense of something, a new mitzvah or a new book or a new idea, rather deeper secrets that we'll be able to delve into when Mashiach will come. Now, there are certain um, areas that it sounds like even certain halachas will change. Um, for example, I'll give one example. It says... We know that in Mishnah there's a number of halachic debates. The um, the two schools that debated most were the school of Beis Shammai versus Beis Hillel. Um, the, the yeshiva of Shammai and the yeshiva of Hillel. And throughout the Mishnah they debated numerous times. Um, in halacha we almost always rule with Beis Hillel. Beis Hillel's opinion versus Beis Shammai's. Um, says the Arizal that when Mashiach will come we will rule with Beis Shammai against Beis Hillel. So that in those halachic differences, that till now we're ruling with Beis Hillel, when Mashiach comes, we're ruling with Beis Shammai. So that sounds like there's going to be a change in halacha. Uh, just a famous example of a Beis Shammai, Beis Hillel argument is how you light the Hanukkah menorah. Beis Hillel says you light the first day one candle and you keep on going till eight, which is of course what we do. Beis Shammai says you start with eight and work your way down to one, which is what we don't do. Says the Arizal, when Mashiach will come, we're going to rule with Beis Shammai. For reasons that I'm not going to get into now. But the, the question is, so isn't that a change of halacha? So the rabbi says, no. The rabbi says that the reason that we rule with Beis Hillel is because nowadays that's what we were, what the Chachamim were able to understand. That was when they, when they understood when Beis Hillel had his arguments and his logic and Beis Shammai had his logic. So the Chachamim were able to reach a certain level of understanding of the Torah. And according to that level, the halacha, the ruling was according to Beis Hillel. He says, when Mashiach will come and will be on a much greater and deeper understanding, will re-examine their, their debates, and then will be the Chachamim and the Sanhedrin will rule then based on their understanding that Beis Shammai is correct. In other words, the point the Rebbe is saying is not that halacha changes or not that the uh, way of deciding a a dintura changes. It's just depth. Greater depth, greater understanding, and therefore things that until this point we we understood one way, then because of the Torah Hadasha, the new levels and the new secrets of Torah that will be revealed to us, we'll be able to re-examine those points and resolve the debates and resolve the arguments in a greater and deeper way because of the new levels of revelation that will be available to us then. So again, just to, to summarize that point, although it says Torah Chadasha as if it's something new, the Rebbe says it's not new, it's the newness of seeing something in a deeper, greater light and in an infinitely greater light, which will come with the great revelation of the coming of Mashiach. But the, but the actual footprint, the actual 613 mitzvahs, the actual uh, the Nevi'im, these are things that will never be changed and never in any way be added to 
or subtracted from. That's as far as that. One more um, quote, one more statement of Chazal that seems to raise question over here is the Gemara mentions a lashing. It says, Mitzvahs betelais la'asid lovely. It says that there will be a time when the mitzvahs, the commandments, will be butl. Literally, that means nullified. Now, that's a big problem. Rambam tells us, in this principle that we're focusing on tonight, that ha-tayra hazu Tayra will not change. The 613 don't change. They will not, nothing will be added. Nothing will be subtracted. And here we have this statement by our Chachamim that indicates the exact opposite. Mitzvahs betelais la'asid lovely. And to be sure, um, this was only said by one or two sages in the Talmud, others disagreed. But nevertheless, how could there be such a statement that mitzvahs will be battle, will be nullified when Mashiach will come? And the Rebbe deals with this as well extensively, and I just want to give over one beautiful idea that the Rebbe said about this. And he said the following, the word mitzvah, the actual word mitzvah means a commandment. A command, when you think, when you hear the word commandment, what does commandment connote? What does that word bring, to, you know, bring to, to mind? That there is a commander and there's one who's being commanded. And the commander is telling the other one, you must do as I say. So a, command, a commandment by definition means that there's two separate entities and A is commanding B what to do. Um, take, for example, when a person does something, we don't typically say, my head commanded my foot to walk, and my head commanded my hand to pick something up. That's not the way we would say it, because I'm one person and things work seamlessly. What my mind wants to do, my foot does and my hand does, and that's the way a healthy person is. It's not a commandment, because there's the natural um, control. That what my head wants, my, my hand moves and my foot moves, and there isn't a, you know, a commander-commanded relationship between two parts of one entity. Says the Rebbe that the deeper meaning of mitzvahs betelois la'asid lovey, that the mitzvahs, the commandments will be nullified when Mashiach will come, is not that we won't have the 613, not that there will be 614 or 612, added or subtracted? Of course not. Torah doesn't change. What will change is the commandment element of the mitzvahs. Ultimately, when Mashiach comes, and ultimately, after a period of time, when we'll learn and grow and, and experience the geula, our relationship to Hashem will be such that the mitzvahs won't be mitzvahs anymore. There won't be Hashem is telling me to do something and therefore I'm going to do it. Hashem is telling me not to do something and therefore I'm not going to do it. Rather, our union with Hashem will be of, to such a degree that it will be just like our own head and hand. So, of course, I'll do the mitzvahs of Hashem. Not because He'll command me to do them, but because our connection, our oneness will be to the level that will automatically feel the need and the desire and the want to do whatever Hashem wants. Not just we'll make a conscious decision, even subconsciously, automatically, we'll become one with Hashem to the degree that Hashem's Ratzayin will be our Ratzayin. 
says the Rebbe, once we understand it in this way, there's no question here, there's no contradiction to the concept that the Torah is forever. Of course it's forever. Of course the mitzvahs are forever. It's just that we'll become so much one with Hashem, we won't experience them and fulfill them in commandment form, Rather, it will be that automatic form based on the unity, the oneness with Hashem that we'll be able to feel with the coming of Mashiach. May it be, as we said, Bekar of Mamish Mamish these days, and we'll uh, you know, go out again and, and all the Agmas Nefesh that people are going through and all the Saras and all the sickness should be healed and everyone should um, not have to be worried and concerned about any negative things. Rather, we'll have the Simcha, the Simcha of the Geula, May it be speedily, speedily, especially as we're just just uh, two days short of Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which is called the Chodesh HaGeula, the month of re- redemption. The Gemara says, Benisan Nigalu, Benisan Asidin Lehigoyl. Our first redemption was Nisan, our final redemption was Nisan. May it be this year, from the beginning of Nisan already, we should celebrate with Mashiach Sidkenu and the Geula Shlema, this, again, before the beginning of the month of Nisan, Amir Hashem. Amen. Amen. Amen.